recording in process. Uh, <laughs> hey everyone, uh, today, welcome to Tonal Distancing. Today we have a very special guest, uh, Haley Demos. She's based out of, a musician based out of Dallas, Texas. And we have, she happens to be my fiance as well, so that's how... <laughs> I know her. What are the chances of that? I That's know, crazy. I know. Wow. This is social distancing compliant. We're not breaking any COVID rules. Uh, you are tonal completely vaccinated. So. Almost. One and a half doses in. One and a half. One, what's that? <laughs> one, one, one and yeah, a half. Uh, hmm. the, uh, Where'd you get, get one Johnson, not the other <laughs> I know. Um, so Haley... Um, Haley's been doing music um, ever since she was a kid. Um, I know in high school, growing up, you talked about doing um, choral music. You're primarily a, a singer, songwriter, writer, and vocalist, and how uh, you grew up approaching music more from a like a choral, formally trained classical background. Um, kind of as you went through college and graduating college, uh, shifted towards writing more like acoustic, pop, um, <clears throat> folky kind of music. Um, I know when we met, um, that was something that we bonded over was kind of our different music styles and over the years. Um, it's been really cool to see you kind of grow that music into kind of the electronic space too, kind of getting more interested in like recording and producing and Ableton and that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I know that uh, in, over the last few years, we've played shows together where we've primarily played your music live at like farmer's markets and um just kind of local gigs in Dal in the Dallas area. Um, and I think from, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you've described your sound as Neo soul kind of. And uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's kind of the direction I want to take it. And uh, that's, yeah, I've kind of had like a change from, I guess, choral music into what I really wanted to define as my own music. And I'm sure we'll get into talking about that. But. And we have a one of Haley's songs that we'll be playing today. To we'll be playing together. Um, it's usually how we've been playing live. So, um, where, yeah. where can you find uh, Miss Demos? Yeah, we. Online. Yeah, we. You can follow her on uh, Instagram at Haley Demos Music, and we'll have a link to all her Spotify, iTunes, uh, Amazon, wherever you listen to music. Um, yeah, and I have a, a single out right now on pretty much Spotify, Apple Music, any anything that any place you get your music uh it's called speak your truth uh it's a lot about you know me and my life and some of the things that i've overcome and kind of like speaking um what is true to you and hopefully inspiring others through that so if you have the opportunity love for y'all to get a listen to that well thanks i, for I being- really enjoyed oh. it no i was just saying i really enjoyed this the song i'm sorry i did forget the name of the song earlier <laughs> But um, like from a songwriting perspective, and I know we can get into this hopefully later, there is like a, I think you ended like the phrasing of either, probably the chorus with like a, a really interesting chord that I felt like led to uh, like through the rest of the song, but like kind of broke it up in a nice way. But I, I'm just curious what the song is, it, like the key it's in and that chord that you use. So hopefully yeah, we can get into I mean, that later. Yeah. And I'd love to get into it because the funny thing is y'all are probably going to talk a lot of theory and that's not the way I approach guitar. <laughs> so this should be a really interesting conversation. 
All right. So you overestimate our techniques. <laughs> you slap at the sixth string and then the noise comes yeah, out. Uh, um, <laughs> the, well, thanks for being here with us, Haley. I'm glad to have you in tunnel yeah. distancing. Thanks for having me. So I think without further ado, I think we deserve a toast. It's been it's been a couple weeks, uh, but a toast to the lords of music and ladies of music. Please guide us on our musical journey and treat us kindly as we drink. Um, Zach, I'll let you uh, start it off, and Haley, I'll let you end it. Zach, who are you? Who are you toasting this week? Toasting to Andy Wood. Andy Wood, very nice. Andy Wood. Probably, who are you toasting? I'm going to toast to a Thummel composer named Anirudh. Okay, nice. Uh, I'm going to just toast to Tracy Guns uh, of LA Guns. Um, Just been listening to 80s glam. And Haley, who are you toasting? To everybody that doesn't have a name but also writes music. Oh, shit. To that. I can cheers to that. Wow. Oh, so are you toasting to us? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to tonal distancing no. on, the other, on the other podcasts with sub five listeners. <laughs> nah, I actually wanted to do the toast because like uh, music has been therapy for me for my whole life. Um, so even when I played music like and and sung music, like I'd do it in choir, but I'd come home and I'd write my own songs and I got into songwriting with poetry. Uh, when I took up like a little mini class in uh, I think it was middle school and I just loved it so much. It, it allowed me to put my thoughts and emotions in a place that felt safe. So the reason I, I really chose that in particular is to, to give everybody a space that you don't have to put out music to be an artist. You don't have to um, uh, claim yourself as an artist and be a big name to really make an impact. And it's about, the, the people and lives that you touch and that can be one's enough you know that, that that's that's really awesome i feel like a lot of people and i think uh probably zach Prabhu and i you know we're all just trying to clamor to be better than slash at this point and <laughs> I, I have no eyes on being better than slash i don't i already know i am and we just damn <laughs> <laughs> we just have to be happy with with conversations like this for now <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> for now no. <laughs> but no i think that's a, that's a really good point to just say that i think um especially nowadays you just get caught up in trying to become something and not just enjoying who you are where you are at that moment yeah absolutely that's actually something that prabhu has taught me in my search for music um because one of the things that I struggle with is with choral music and my uh, background in just Western music in general, I was very uh, hyper fixated on um, this is the way that a piece is supposed to be sung. Um, it's all written on a piece of paper. They tell you the exact dynamics. Like I participated in all state and did really good at that. I was really good at reading a piece of music and figuring out exactly the style, how to sing it. Um, but I struggled to find my own voice and to truly enjoy it. And that's something I really did appreciate, um, especially at the beginning of our relationship. You were teaching me Ableton and, and how to explore music and, and play it for enjoyment rather than play it to impress. Came in with that system of a down and shit. And I was just <laughs> like, yeah, fuck the theory. Like, it's- <laughs> <laughs> uh, before you play the intro, what's one of those things that you... Um, you've like changed in that process of maybe more of a, a, a formatted 
way of singing to kind of the way you sing now? Like what, what's one of the biggest differences you notice in yourself? Um, oh gosh, the, the way that I sing in general is almost completely different. So, uh, before I used to sing very operatic style, like, ah, like, like very opera style. Um, actually I, it's funny because I think I freaked you out the first time. I was like, yeah, I kind of sing opera. And then I like came out and no, sung. No, you didn't say you sing opera. You were like, yeah, I sing. Oh. And then you were like, oh. And I was like, holy shit. And I was like, okay. I was like, I think. I was worried for like a couple seconds there. You're just going to like walk out of the room and like just not come back. Like. No, I was like, maybe we should start an Iron Maiden cover band. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Someone who can hit the notes, you know? I mean, there, there's, you know, there's still time. So keep keep the opera. So you've gone from more operatic to, uh, is it neo soul? Like, so let's hear that ah! <laughs> more than what you do now. <laughs> you want to hear the before? I want to hear the before and after. I, so I've gotten a little bit worse at the choral singing, but I, I might peak, so we'll have to figure it out, but. That projection is phenomenal. <laughs> like being in the lower range, dude. My projection is terrible, and yet all the way back here, and I could that was that was awesome. It's 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 a very different sound. For sure. Uh, <laughs> I actually had to untrain a lot. I went to like, a, a, took a couple of voice lessons just to experiment. So like we can talk about it more later, but I sing very, uh, it's almost like having like an apple in the back of your mouth. Like you raise your soft palate, you have like almost like a darker sound, uh, like a yawn. Um, and now I sing in like more in the mask but with a lower timbre, depending on the style and Okay. Yeah. Well, is is this is that what you have for us for the intro today? The lower timbre. Yeah. All right. Are you guys ready? I feel like a singing noob because, like, I'm just like, oh yeah, someone sings. Ah, oh, you know, like. I'm telling you, man. That first time, I was like, oh shit, that's not what. It, and I, it's 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 different because it's like, it's uh, like you said, the projection. I was like, I feel like I hear it everywhere. <clears throat> Like, yeah, no, I mean, like the, there's reverb in the room right now. You don't need a mixer, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was super impressive, but let, let's hear, let's hear the new stuff. Let's hear, let's hear the uh, <laughs> Haley demos. You know, in the streets these days. <laughs> well, really, this is a song that we play out. In Not the, at the like, Detroit the, Opera House. The seats oh, yes, in the yeah. PJ's oh, Locker yes. House. Now we've been playing this bus doing busking shows. You want to introduce the song? Uh, the riff that we're yeah so this is called bfb um and it's i don't know it's it's a lot about i i I pour a lot into my music as far as whatever emotion i'm feeling at the time and those are that's kind of when i feel like the songs are the best um so play you a little bit of this and honestly i just started writing it when uh i got this awesome guitar uh, it just felt really different and I just felt like I could emulate the style that I've been trying to achieve for a while. So I'm really excited about that. Gresh hollow body, hollow body, but I don't remember the actual, the model name. 
but it's a, it doesn't matter. It's good. It, it kind of looks like mine, to be honest. Is it? We'll get um, into that later. Yeah. Let's first play the song, <laughs> then we can all right, it all right, out. All right. Too far. Always seem to fight over small things, like how you choose to drive your car. Uh, baby, can we just forget the problems that we make? I don't wanna ever separate. I take my hand and let's just throw our plans down the drain. I don't ever wanna explain losing my best. That's just a little bit from the song, but yeah, a very different style. <laughs> I thought it sounded the exact same. <laughs> I heard no difference. Make an opera cover. <laughs> <laughs> no, the day and night on that. Man, that was like, I mean, you went from, I don't know if it was like some like Italian romance opera that you were singing earlier, and then this was just like, just real life, like what, best friend in bed. Is that what the BFB best is? Best friend in bay. Best friend in bay. Okay, I just I went with best friend in bed because I like the the that, the that twist. Too? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's like who's it's, that? So the, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> the concept was like having somebody that is not just like your romantic partner that you like do a bunch of like lovey dovey stuff with, right? The the concept that I was really trying to emulate is like some of the struggles that you go through uh, when you have somebody that is uh, your best friend and then also you're in a relationship with and how like sometimes you hit a point when like you may have a rough patch, but they're your best friend and you just you really want to see it through. You don't want to lose that relationship. You don't want to mm-hmm. like, how do you figure that out? And so like, naturally, I took it to my words. Uh writing <laughs> like when the ring light doesn't match up you gotta just move on like you can't let those arguments you can't let those arguments yeah. tear you, guys down. you can't let those arguments be recorded on a zoom, yeah. call. <laughs> on a zoom podcast there you go <laughs> couples that podcast together hopefully stay together but <laughs> probably a low rate of that but we'll make it happen i think it's a high rate i mean look at like your mom's house or like uh, Tiger Belly, but they're still together. Those are I don't know any of those, that you guys so. don't know. Yeah, about. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, I thought you were people. literally saying something about his mom. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, the first, I was like, uh, I was like yeah, look I was at your like, mom and dad. Did you dude? say about my mom? Then I was <laughs> like, does she have a? You don't podcast? know your mom and dad <laughs> podcast, probably. <laughs> also, my mom listens to this podcast, so watch what you say. <laughs> Hi, I will not. But you, you're she's one of our five. Lady. She is one. She's of one of our five. Well, her, my dad, and my brother. So it's three right there. But awesome. did they all and listen on the same account? <laughs> nah, shit, that's true. Do they do they listen together? Because then it would count as one listen. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure they listen separately, please. Bro. Yeah, yeah. 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 Keep on top of that. <laughs> no, but um. <laughs> so, so take take us through the writing process like a, a little bit. Um, 
I'm kind of interested in, in maybe like the, the challenges you had in writing and then also like the vocal melody, um, some of the challenges like you nailed you. I, I, for whatever reason, I just remember the word was car, but you nailed like the, I don't know, you kind of did the slide down in car yeah. and you nailed it. And I, I don't know, like I, I could, I could tell that like, I don't know, maybe, hopefully, maybe this is, hopefully this isn't rude. I could tell you like you worked at that to make sure it worked well. And I think it really did. Yeah, like that's not so it's I'm really glad that you caught that because it's not something I initially added in there. It's something that as I sang it, um, I don't like to have my music all the time as like a hard like this is what it is. Um, It's kind of like when you have a moment when you I'm sure go into like a guitar solo, like you kind of want the music to live and have breath. Uh, so sometimes things just, what is that? <laughs> speaking of breath, uh, more <laughs> notes, yeah, more notes, more polyrhythms, no, no life. How could less be more? <laughs> is that what he says? Ingve? Ingve is like, <laughs> he's like, less is more, but how could less be more? And then he just shreds, you know? He said that. That's a real quote. I swear. It makes me think of, like, to, to Haley's point, it makes me think of like, the exact opposite where it's like, I think it's David Gilmore. It's like, he tries to play guitar as if he's playing like a wind instrument or sing, singing because you need to breathe at some point. It's- Embouchure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that is interesting. <laughs> Gotta make sure your embouchure is correct when you play that guitar. <laughs> <laughs> so but, uh, what, what were some of the cha- challenges in writing uh, this? Yeah, so I think a lot of the times what I do is... Uh, so I, I have an emotion that I'm sitting with and I kind of just like... sit down and try to write out words that I'm feeling. Um... And for this, like, I think what I had struggling, what I struggled with was taking the direction of like, okay, so there's this part of the beginning that's like, oh my gosh, you're not understanding me. Like, is this something that we can't get through? Like, what's going on? And I was, I was trying to decide which direction to go with the song. And I write and have written a lot of very depressing, sad music. And this is something that I didn't want to be that, especially with this, almost with the new guitar. I was like, no, I want this to go in a really like different direction, a really happy direction. Um, and so I, I ended up trying to figure out like, like a playback memory. Um, but for me, I think the hard thing is once I write a couple of verses and I figure out like a chord progression that I love, I'm like, ah, okay, so now is the chorus. I can write words, but sometimes I'm just not sure how to meld in a chorus sounding kind of thing um, on the guitar. And that's something I really struggle with trying to stay in the same like key and whatnot, because what I really do when I pick up the guitar is I take a chord that I know and then I change some things about it. Um, (laughs) So I initially had zero idea what the chord structure was until I tried to write it down for you. (laughs) And they're like, okay, so what's the chord? And I'm like, ah, so it's these like hold your finger here and uh <laughs> I can't hear you P. We can't hear you probably. Had you been just like a B9 or B minor 9 or something I would have been like the fuck and like I feel like it when you explained it it was more based on shapes mm-hmm. and like com- like that riff that we were just playing to me I just think about it as the shapes and like it's like blocks so then it's like easier to kind of like 
fathom rather than mm-hmm. thinking as like this is a B minor sus nine or whatever. Yeah. Like <clears throat> I really do think about it in shapes. Like so I have to explain it by like not telling you the, the chord pattern. I, I like write it down with like the little like was like chord the charts. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I as you probably can't see it, but I literally like I have it. It's it's too light, too much light, but <laughs> Like, that that's is awesome. It's written in white we, ink, we so it's secretive. It. You gotta buy the tabs for full you price. You should just put, it, just put it in an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, so, what is the first funky chord? Where where are we landing? So, I think it's B minor 7. Do you want to play it or do you want me to? Yeah. Oh. So, it's uh, all in the 7th fret, and it's the 7th, the and then you skip the... The A string, you mute it, and then you do the seventh fret on the D, and then the G. So, yeah, most okay. of the stuff I do actually when I write, when I write, I finger pick. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, no <laughs> actually, I was like, how do I explain it? Like, I don't actually know how to explain it without like. Art. It's been a minute, but yes. So I really just, and then I, I don't know what it's called, but like I put a, like a pattern. Like a slap. Yeah. Slap. (laughs) Because that's kind of how I get that like emotion with it being not really on a specific like 4-4 pattern. And then it's a D major seven in the like same area, like so it's second string, second, third, fourth, fifth, um, with the five, seven, six, seven. And then uh F minor nine on nine. So the same shape. Just moved over. So to the two, four, five uh, for the strings. It's nine across. It's just the same uh, as the first. Oh, okay. Got my And then shift it back to it's still on the same fret, but up, I guess. I'm like, okay, I'm like back, but then back doesn't make sense. So this is interesting. I've actually never explained it really. I've just written it down. And then it goes from nine across to uh, for the second string, nine, third string, eight, and then fourth string, nine. It's like a Hendrix chord. Oh, that's awesome. When you play That's that, awesome. <clears throat> when you play that bar, it's actually easier than with one fret to just play three fingers like that, and then shift it to that, and then that. Do you want to share like 
how you choose to do it. So like, I wanted to explain from like how I like kind of like intended it, but then there's some like almost like Liberty with the way that you play it, that you kind of like expanded on it. Sure. Let's not use the, uh, the, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I really like the the last chord though that you you put in there because there's like um so just like breaking it down a little bit um, your root it sounds like it's rooted in, in b minor right the last yes. chord you use that kind of hendrixy one um the uh, i'm gonna assume the the index finger is on like the leading tone, so it like leads really nicely back into the original chord. Oh, interesting! Yeah, I didn't actually think about it like that. Yeah, it's actually very easy to play. That's what I like about it because it's 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 like it's kind of like a rhythmic exercise. It's like so I, that's why I was saying I play it with three fingers instead of like because it's this. Then mute the A. Then you mute. Then you do the next three uh or next two strings on the same. Like sliding into the next one, and then it's like a da, 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 da. so it's like kind of like a yeah, it's like a stutter. Yeah. So the first time through, you go, and then the second time, you just go and hold it. Okay. So, so, and but the, the did so did you develop the chords like while you were developing like the the song itself and and that's kind of how how it went the way or did you come up with like the melodies and everything first yeah, and then a... no then just go go in reverse and then like try to create chords around it and it honestly like there's no set way I normally do it I usually kind of like think of some words. Uh, and then also try to put them to chords first because like you can do it either way. You could go one or the other direction, but I really like to try to emulate what I'm feeling and a chord to me can completely change the way I'm feeling. So even the key that it's in. So I try to kind of like merge those together to find that perfect emotion. Um, Actually, one of the things that I, what the the little lick that I wanted to share at the end talks about um like words are a lot and, and and you can speak you know a thousand words essentially um and have that equal to a picture but to me music is so much more than words uh because there's mm-hmm. emotion involved in it that's just even if you read poetry you can feel some of it but there's something with the way something sounds that just adds even more depth to it. Yeah. Example. I mean, yeah, like how you can make a guitar talk with the way that you bend the notes. I can't do that, but... <laughs> I can't eat it all. <laughs> Probably does not know how to feel. But I'm, I'm sure that's no, no new thing to you. Uh, but so... <laughs> Wow! <laughs> all right, you all get your partners on the show, and then we'll my partner. We'll, we'll, we'll do a 
round she's robin roast fest and then she's unavailable for the next eternity <laughs> catch me in the next life wow hey your mom watches this show she's gonna laugh at that a lot she will <laughs> and say it's, she's gonna send you that clip <laughs> please send probably that clip all, your whole family which is ironic because you think like a musician is actually somebody that like is more in touch with their emotions ideally almost to a detrimental degree sometimes do, wait do you think a musician is more in touch with their emotions or do you think that some uh, do you think some musicians use their their instrument as a vessel for their emotions and then like leave the real emotions behind maybe i'm just thinking of like the characteristic like musician or artist that like can deal deals with life through their medium that they produce art in but then doesn't deal with like the real world so great so that's a, that's a really interesting question. I would I would say that a musician is in touch with their emotions, just like an artist is in touch with their emotions, because I think there's I think our forms of creativity come from emotion. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean that we always know how to handle it uh, and doesn't mean people are going to like the response that they like that we have to whatever emotion we're processing. But uh, I think everybody like experiences the emotion in whatever art form or way that they are being creative expression versus like awareness of them yeah yeah i mean because like a lot of times i I mean like like because for me like right one of the things that i've been learning from Haley that's really different for me um well i've been learning how to sing better and learning like better vocal technique and with singing i've been prove it a lot more let me let me take the original <laughs> audio clip of her you. doing it and then put it over my singing um <clears throat> the so i've been more confident in singing and seeing a better technique and all that kind of stuff and like i'm like more confident in writing vocals for stuff but the thing that really weirds me out is writing lyrics because mm. I'm like, this is some weird vulnerability that like I don't I feel so weird putting it in words and being like, does this per is this does this person know it's about them? Does this person think about like or like just putting <laughs> yes. like how do I come off saying this without being robotic? Wait, what was that? What was that? Yes, was that did you read some of Prabhu's yeah. stuff? Like no. No. Fuck you, I won't do Bro. what you tell me. Fuck you. Bro, just do the dishes. Don't write songs about it. Okay. No, it's twofold. It's one, like, that's how I feel often. Uh, that's why I try to write more cryptically. Like, when I first started writing poetry, oh my gosh, it was, I mean, it was great for my age, uh, but it was it was very blunt. I- I'm um, happy you can say that your poetry was great for your age because I'm pretty sure my my first song was like I love that girl. <laughs> that was the quality. Of my song. <laughs> I, mean, I love poetry it. was that like girl. my closet thing. Also, <laughs> this song was written during our relationship, so I was like, uh, "You want me to dissect it?" <laughs> yeah, I mean the, def- the I definitely when when you were t- when you when you wrote like the car lyric, I was like. The fuck did you say about my car? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, we legitimately like, have like we used to have so many fights about driving, or like, like and how each of us was driving while we were driving, and I was like, ah, uh, uh. and like it's interesting, yeah. So it was interesting playing a song, or or on the flip side, being like, whoa, like you're putting out some like real stuff out there about it. Where like for me, I would 
I feel like I can express those in like a in a verbal thing of like talking to someone. And and for me, music was always a like put the emotion in the sound. Like a, it's like a soundtrack or something like that. But in terms of the vulnerability of putting it, I know the feelings I'd want to put into lyrics. I know what I'd want to talk about, but it's terrifying to do that because it's just like, I don't, or I don't know how I would do it best. So I feel like there are people who are like, yeah, I feel like most people who feel that emotion strongly to channel it one way are in tune with it. But yeah, how do you how do you do that? Since you, uh, Kingdom, you do both. Nah, so I was gonna ask a, a, a question, but you asked oh. me a question. <laughs> <laughs> so how, <laughs> how how do I channel my? Well, this actually kind of goes into my question. Um, but like, how do I how do I chan- channel <laughs> my my writing, my music, my lyrics, and playing guitar, essentially? So one thing I wanted to ask is like the 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 subject matter of your of like lyrics for a lot of people i think like the subject matter for a lot of people i mean you, you hear this in most songs is like about like love and relationships and ironically not saying i don't write about relationships because that happens like i think that's very easy to write not not necessarily easy but it's, since it's so intimate and you feel that so intimately in your life it's really easy to write about relationships and that sort of the, the sort of bonds um that you have with other other people um, so I, a lot of the times I, when I write music, I, I don't think I'm, I definitely don't think I'm the best. I do find myself going back to love and relationships, but I do try to at least challenge myself in the very beginning to try to write about like something that isn't like a romantic relationship. Um, but I, I can't say I necessarily like really succeed. I think the, the, now that I'm thinking about my lyrics, I think some of the best lyrics I have or best songs I've written, which aren't that great, but <laughs> they are about relationships. Um, but really, I, most of the time, I just kind of approach it where I do write the guitar part first, because that's, I think, historically where I felt like the most comfortable. And then I'm trying to put that layer of music on top of it. And actually, through through talking to, to you, Haley, uh, and Prabhu, um, but mostly you, Haley, <laughs> um, like we, we've kind of like had maybe the conversations where all three of us are on the phone where you kind of like really made me like think about more about like my vocal melodies because that i think when when i'm playing guitar and just singing right like it's so easy to be like i haven't sung in so long um uh, uh i can't remember the words now um Sweet November. I bring the cold. Oh, sweet November. So, like that, I just sang and played. I didn't really think about the vocal line. But the more I'm like singing and playing, I think I tried to at least break down what notes am I trying to hit? How can I impress uh, Haley? So she's like, oh, he actually does have some. He, he doesn't sound good while he sings, but like I can tell he put some thought in it. <laughs> Well, I think that's a that's a really interesting point in how you approach vocals because I mean everybody approaches things differently, right? You you write uh, guitar first, and then you kind of do like um, you you sing, but you almost do like at least from what I just heard, like a a spoken emotion. So yeah. that's something that I don't do as well. That I'm trying to learn how to do is like that uh, kind of thing, um, like. But also singing at the same time, like I uh, like the like almost like the the natural like um <laughs> like yeah like the, the, the crinkly that you can hear 
Yeah. The vocal fry thing. Yeah, vocal fry. There we go. That gives the voice character. Um, So even just the way that you say words or like the way that you play guitar adds character in a a different way. Like how, like Zach. um, The tobacco, the tobacco companies would just tell you to smoke. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. No, I got to learn it without the smoking. Uh, (laughs) Um, Zach, like how do you uh, put emotion into your playing? Uh, I don't know. I was gonna say, he very methodically like, yeah, like, writes out an Excel kind of spreadsheet. A, like a, <laughs> Zach has arguably the most melodic playing, but with the most methodical robotic process, which is so funny because you're like practice makes perfect, <laughs> and you, which I mean, is good. Is. Yeah, it's really needed. I don't. I honestly don't even know how to answer the question. I guess I think vibra. I mean, like guitar. No, I really just, I don't really have an answer. I feel like, I feel like I unconsciously hear melodies. Like, I don't real like when I go to play a lick, like if I'm improving on something, like I'll hear a melody. Um, and I think I've had a brief period of time where I kind of tried practicing, like thinking of a melody and then trying to play it. So if I was like, wow, bumpy, you know. Like I can't sing it in pitch. Like you know what I mean. You need to be the scat guitar player. You know, like you need the talk box. I do have one in a box. I haven't, I haven't debuted it yet on the podcast. It's actually in my closet. But, but yeah, I don't know. I just like I don't know. I just can't do it. I guess. I I disagree. I think what you just did is its own form of character that you put in. Like you're actually thinking about it. You're just not thinking of what character am I adding. You're already expressing that. And it's cool. There are different modes too, because there's so many different things you can do with different instruments and like with vocals that what you have that you can do on a guitar is add your voice and like the way that you sing a certain word can also change like how you you know how you interpret. You can feel the emotion in that word. The words can be like beautiful, but with a guitar, even, it's like, like for me, it's sound effects, like using pedals and using like effects and stuff like that, where it just gives a vibe. I don't know the like, like I'm not doing anything technique wise, but then the like I let the X effects do it, and the X effects has all the emotion. <laughs> so buy an X effects. X effects plug, right? I don't know about you, man. I uh, I got a lot of funky sounds right here. You know, I don't even know fancy X effects. Only sex music. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Like I can't like do the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have set you up with auto tune on here. I, I can really, if we take a break, I can. But I should have set you up with the opera, but with auto tune. Oh my gosh, opera tune. So, so uh, I want to get to kind of how this guitar brought out kind of different ways in your writing. But I actually did kind of have a question for Zach because um, you know I, I I you know do vocals and play Prabhu's you know obviously uh, on his way to being like the star of the Detroit opera house and Haley's obviously crushing it way beyond our wildest dreams. <laughs> but Zach, how, how, um, I guess what, uh, uh, the question is, 
have you ever tried to sing and play guitar or has it ever been an interest or, and, and if it hasn't been, why hasn't it ever really been an interest? I don't, I don't know. I just don't know how to sing. Is it just, would you ever like want to learn? Yeah. Do you, but, do I you mean, ever like sing know. and play like just some like Neil Young, like in, you know, while no one's watching? No. I mean, I feel like it's also kind of like, uh, I don't want to divide up my time between learning how to sing and playing guitar because I'd rather just learn how to play guitar better. Well, Does that make sense? That's yeah, super I mean, valid. You need a whole new Excel sheet that you gotta like. Map <laughs> I would need a like, whole separate. Do you yeah, like, like, like change your macros, spreadsheet. open up the VBA, and like <laughs> what a mess that would debug be. Debug right? all that shit. Yeah. Alias just kidding no no it would be totally smooth i'd have two spreadsheets side by side <laughs> pin one to each side like it would be fine and then but... you then you'd have your 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 audio interface spreadsheet <laughs> exactly exactly i don't know i don't i mean like i don't foresee myself i wouldn't want to like be the lead singer of a band or something like that like if i were to learn how to sing if that's even possible because apparently once you hit a certain age you can't <laughs> Have you ever Did he really? To, mm-hmm, I use you know John Lee Hooker for myself. Like he started singing at twenty seven? No, but said? he started in a professional band his first band. No, but that's different, dude. Wait, wait but because, do, do you know because John, apparent, Do you know John sorry, Lee Hooker? John Lee Hooker. Yeah. yeah. Do that you know how he actually speaks? Or how he actually spoke? No. Spoke with a stutter, man. Yeah, but guys, like it's not—it's not a matter of willpower. I'm not talking about willpower. Like I—I I, I started playing, like taking guitar seriously late. Like I—I I get that. I understand that mindset. But supposedly, there's something that makes it f- like physically impossible. The way that your voice, your vocal cords develop, where it's much harder to develop a good singing voice. <laughs> it's actually like, easier if you don't have teeth. You know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can actually get more notes. Like. I mean, I'm sure maybe it's a little more challenging, kind of like how if we're a kid and learning like multiple languages, we absorb them a lot easier. But I don't think it's ever impossible. Um, And I'm sure that like if uh, somebody is tone deaf, it must be really challenging. I still think that there's a way that we can teach people how to sing. Um, It depends on, you know, what what their goals are with it. Uh, I don't know. I. I'd still have to see that study and like, how is it being done? Because like, we need to make yeah, another yeah. podcast called Tonal Deafening, where all three <laughs> of us, all three of us sing, just, and you just lose your ah! hearing progressively, hearing us try. We should just do an April yes. Fool's like episode. We missed it. Dang it! No, we gotta wait a full twelve months. We'll do it. We'll do it. Like awesome. It'll be yeah, yeah. If we, no one will see it coming. If we make it by next, we're gonna announce it on the podcast. People forget. That's probably true. Like, yeah, we have like five viewers now, so it'll still be a surprise. <laughs> we have my mom will text me like that was not a funny April. episode. <laughs> yeah, she was impressed. I guess okay to 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 answer your question finally, I would like to sing background vocals because right now I don't do that, so that would be cool. And I feel like that's ob- obtainable as a twenty-eight-year-old adult because I'm old. But I don't Pre-30. like. Like, could I sing and then go on? Sorry, guys. Am I the oldest? I'm the oldest, right? I'm, I'm, Let's I'm, not compare. 
Okay, you guys are old too. This, we're all I'm, old. Okay? I'm also pre thirty. So we're all pre thirty. We're all. I got. I got that subscription. <laughs> that tri- wow, free trial. We're all pre thirty. No, no eighties kids. Free trial here. for how much longer, y'all? No. Yeah. <laughs> no eighties kids allowed. No. 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 Um. Yeah. But you, like, I don't. Th- I don't think I could. I could learn how to sing and then go on American Idol and win American <laughs> Idol. Why is that true? No, like that's that's not, not, that's not that's not what I'm saying, guys. What I'm saying, Zach, like, like what I'm saying Zach is, Zach wants to play like Slash and sing like Axel at the same so time. So that's probably yeah. it. I was gonna make it as a joke that like, well, have you seen Slash sing? That's why Zach doesn't sing. But I also feel like to like to if you right. how you I feel like how you approach guitar is like a guitar player like because you've even talked about like you don't really write a lot of songs too right like you like playing guitar you've learned how to solo you've learned how to like do all this stuff that has made you very professional professionably i don't know the fucking word but hireable and very easy to make money off of because you're very good at learning teaching guitar you can play gigs you can you learn songs like you can play and and like so i feel like your focus has been on being the a master of guitar and like nah, I got you man I got you it's not because of your age it's just because of your priorities right your yeah totally totally you're totally right dude I could totally win American Idol <laughs> <laughs> if I wanted to man <laughs> you just say nothing just let's I could win American fine. Idol and Survivor at the Zach same time Zach went on yeah. to lose American Idol <laughs> <laughs> womp womp no, that's, that's that's a really cool perspective because that's actually like I so I didn't like I may have put emotions into my own songs, but I have uh, had a very different viewpoint on music uh, at the beginning uh, when I was younger in high school and and when I was in choir, I took the the viewpoint of like this is the way it's supposed to be done. Like I can. Uh, experiment within the box even if I do like jazz you have like a key or a mode or certain things that you can and can't do like there's it may be in like a solo or an improv but there's a select set of like rules that kind of give you what you can and can't do Um, so it's really interesting to like kind of hear you talk about like uh, how you can play guitar and and you're really good at playing guitar, but don't really have any necessary like interest in becoming like a lead singer and how you approach that being very different. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's like for me, it's interesting that you said like you're, you know, pre 30. (laughs) Bring up the age again. Come on. Say it. Just say 28, almost 29. Just say it. <laughs> no, uh, but it's funny because, like, I feel like when I started singing, probably, like, like just for, like, one or two songs, like, just to sing Fade to Black by Metallica with, with my band in, like, high school and, um, you know, in, in probably, like, early college because I didn't I really play that, that much instrumental for a second. I was like... I was like, isn't that one of their eight minute instrumentals? <laughs> it's like yes. first song I learned how to sing. This song is Fade to Black. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um but it, it's only because my my older brother, like, he did choir in school and 
for the longest time, like he was the singer. Well, he, he first started on drums, but when we moved to an apartment, he switched to bass. So he was the singer and bass player. But then I was like, I want to just sing like one song. And when I was doing that at like probably like 16, 17, like I thought like I was, I mean, I was terrible, but like I felt like so much like in comparison to my brother, like, oh, I'm doing this too late because he's already gotten all these chops like throughout his teenage years that he's built by being in choir. And then like, there was just a point where like I one of the big things for me is like playing original music is just having that um I'll be honest, it's just like having that control of my songs. It's just like when you hear my beautiful, beautiful voice on a recording and when you come to see me play live, like there's that consistency for better or for worse, you know? I felt like what was getting frustrating when especially when I started singing like after college it when p- playing in bands, um it was frustrating originally trying to find someone to sing for the band that would be flop uh, flaky. Cause I, I ran into that like a number of times. And then I was just like, no, I'm going to, I was already singing like for the demos that I, I started writing. I was like, I might as well just do, do it live and, you know, get some vocal lessons. Like, I mean, I only did vocal lessons for one summer and they can't really tell the difference, but <laughs> I did do like a little bit of work. <laughs> so you can do it too, Zach. I believe in you. That's uh Thanks, dude. That's really cool how you uh how you mentioned like I guess cool wouldn't necessarily be the word, but like when it you mentioned cool. <laughs> <laughs> the coolest. When cool. when you mentioned like having that constant comparison, that's actually something that I struggled with in my transition because in choir there is always a set way to do things. Um and you can have some experimentation with it, but there's always an end goal of a tone. And so I was hyper fixated pretty much my whole life. Like even in conversations, like some of my best friends um, are people that are, that I like did choir with. And a lot of our conversations when we were in choir would focus on the music, uh, focus on uh, the tonality. Like how is everybody blending together? Is it sounding good? And so I had this hyper like fixation on, on those things, which is good in some degree but bad when you're trying to discover. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, so I want to do this kind of music, but I don't know how to emulate that kind of music. I don't know how to make my voice do that thing. I can only do the, the choral style or I can, mm-hmm. I can really sound like this and I enunciate my words when I sing. And then, you know, like I definitely can't do mumble rap. Like that's just like, I can't do what? it. Like <laughs> you just, you just need that jam stick that probably has. <laughs> <laughs> and just go right into mumble rap. You know? <laughs> but, just play the organ chords. I can set you up with the beats, and we can get you there. It's I think easier to go from what your skill set is to mumble rap than the other way around. <laughs> fair, fair. But my point is, like, when I'm trying to emulate the styles, I bring in that like background and the training, and it's it's so embedded in me. Like Zach, you were talking about how like oh well, I'll I'll hear a thing and then I'll just like play it that that was how my voice was um so it's been like a process of years trying to unwork that and even come up with this like even if you listen to my single speak your truth it sounds very different even than what i sang for y'all tonight um and that's just kind of me still trying to experiment and, and find what i'm trying to communicate and and those things and i think it's really interesting how we like each do that like probably when i first listened to some of your music what like four years ago it was all instrumental. And uh, when you were explaining 
what those were intent, what the emotions behind those were. It's very different than what I had imagined what those were. And it was really cool to see that uh, when you write your music, you get excited about people putting themselves in in whatever shoes they choose and just relating to the music um, without necessarily having words and a theme that that's what the person is taking away. And if they want the objective emotion that I felt, I can just share them the act effects preset. <laughs> they can dive into the amp settings. And <clears throat> and you can send the preset to me, and yeah. then I would have it, because so, I also have an axe effects. That is the thing, too, with vocal. perfect. So, wait, wait. Incredible. Like, like, we're, we were just talking about character and uniqueness, and you guys are just like, so yeah, we can just copy the tone like that each well, of us has. Oh, uh, you guys are lame. I think my emotions really... Really improved with this last firmware update, and I think that yeah, he's he's sharing his emotions with me, so I can feel them. I can literally, you know, what? turn his emotions. I'm I'm done with these you. I'm, and put them into my guitar. Okay. I can, Haley, I can Haley, feel Haley, his pain. Haley, purchase a Fender I, Blues Junior, and you will oh not be disappointed. She has a Fender amp there. It's no, a little, Blues Junior. Oh, Let's yeah. we're going tubes because I'm. I bet you it's not tubes. Yeah, but just it's make sure you play it really quietly in your apartment. <laughs> well, that's just because you have a Gretsch guitar. She's got a Gretsch guitar. Well, see, and I think what's the, what y'all are talking about about sharing the same tone. I get it, but that, that's an interesting topic because like everybody doesn't build their own guitar. Everybody like picks a guitar that they think suits them, kind of like you would pick a tone that you're feeling, uh, and then you can kind of change that. Like you can modify it. You can make it your own in different ways, whether it be like the tuning that you choose with the guitar that you choose, what you're choosing to write on it, how you're choosing to play. It's really interesting just to hear those because that in itself is emotion. Um, and it works the opposite too, where like that's what's cool about the guitar is it's, there's like a tool that you can kind of sit behind that like you that like you choose out of inspiration, but also inspires you in a different way like i will write so differently on this guitar than <clears throat> playing on my majesty or playing on my sg like like your riff the, the it feels really comfortable playing that on this guitar and like with the especially with the finger picking it, it sounds and resonates and play it feels like playing a piano honestly uh and that, that's one of my favorite things about when we play live. I always bring this guitar because it I think a lot of different. Yeah, a lot. It's either this or the GS Mini uh, uh, guitar that um, Taylor guitar that Haley has. Also, very nice guitars. Um, the the but, only guitars I ever purchased, right? Like that's something else. Is I didn't believe before, like I met you. I didn't believe that guitars really had an influence on it. I was like, okay, cool. Like maybe electric versus acoustic. But I didn't really think like, okay, it's just a different like electric guitar or it's, oh, it's just a different acoustic. Like it, you're still like playing the same thing, right? I had to get you off that Starcaster. Mm-hmm. I had to get you into the- <laughs> <laughs> It's like a cheap like bundle that my parents got, which served me great. But I didn't understand the difference until I tried it. Like I picked this up and I, di- I was not looking for a guitar. I had purchased a guitar a few months previously and I was like, I don't need one. I picked it up and I was like, but this, this That's is what I've been trying here. to write. This is that's why you belong here, Haley. You just I can't tell you like this. the details about it, but so, there's something about like the, the it was like a combination between uh, acoustic guitar and an electric based on the way it played, but then it had a resonance that I like. I didn't write this plugged in at all. 
I remember that day. Like, it's like a weird because it's like I miss pre-COVID, like going yes. to a shop and playing a guitar. And like, I don't miss Guitar Center quality things, but I this is a diss to Guitar Center. But the, the, uh, the uh, boom, roasted, sweet water all the way. I'm but, still, uh, I'm still w- with if you sell a guitar, <laughs> I will probably purchase it from you. Uh, yeah, as I mean, long, that's the nice part as about long it. As you have a good return truck. policy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But like Guitar Center, I remember going and what we both came out with the guitar. I got the twelve string uh oh, Dan Electro right. and you got out with this. And you I, went for a guitar. I ended up with I, I went for, yeah, I went for a guitar and <laughs> your then, influence on me. And I th- well, hey, I, I I like that you like gear because like we can share things and like the I like to me the it was interesting because you were trying a couple different hollow bodies and I remember the like I think there was like a double cutaway like Ibanez or Epiphone and I, and I was like, yo, that looks sick. Or the ones that I was like, oh, this feels really good. And then uh, for you, you're like, no, it's just not the like this one has I a much didn't get it. Yeah. rounder well, neck. You didn't, has, you didn't like the, the double cutaway. You just, the, the, the neck was rounder and it just felt like sat better for you and everything. Who, me or her? Haley, it's her guitar. Yeah. <laughs> I just she's the guest man like shut up you have every just, week there was something about when I picked up this guitar like it just felt comfortable and then it also wasn't super challenging for me to play because like uh, picking up an acoustic and as somebody that didn't play that much I didn't write very well on it uh, I didn't know a lot of chord structure I didn't know a lot of things so I couldn't press down as hard so when I moved to writing on an electric for a while and this was kind of the perfect in between that I could play around with the chord shapes a little bit more, um, especially with finger picking because it had resonance, but I didn't have to play it on uh, an acoustic guitar. So that's that's something I thought was really interesting. And it just it was like there was just something special. So so um, but you wrote the the whole song just on the Gretsch unplugged. Did you even plug it in once before? <laughs> you nope. just. Wow, that that's that's I think that's like that's wild to like buy a hollow body that's like obviously acoustic electric basically. Well, okay, then, I plugged it in at the store. I, yeah, but yeah. like I when I brought you? it home, I guess yeah, you did. yeah. I don't, I don't remember you like testing it like through the amp to being like. I don't think that was your biggest like worry no, about it. No, because because I'd known about hollow bodies before, and I always thought they were cool. Because uh, in high school, I knew somebody that got one. And I always thought, oh, that's cool. Like, I'd never heard of that because it reminded me, like, I, I think I played violin for, like, a year. And I was like, it's a violin, but it's a guitar. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, I feel that. Was that used or new? New. Yeah. Yeah. And All right, let me, gra- let me grab mine. Uh, a a kind of nerdy thing that I really like about it is the, uh, the this part. Um, I love that. Yeah, I had no idea what that was. You I, had to explain that. To I me. love the wrap. I love wrap around bridges when the strings like wrap around and it gives it that spanky kind of. I, I forget what it's called. I've done it. I, I do it on my SG now too. But like, I think Kingdom, you were the first one that told me about it with your Les Paul that you like I, do that. If you I, I, I do it. Around. I do. I do the tail wrap uh, on, on my, your like, Strat. <laughs> I'm, no, on my Les Paul. Like, I was like, is Pauls. that possible on a Strat? I was like, bridge is so, all so, fucked up. And I- <laughs> basically, I just reroute the strings yeah. across the body. <laughs> no, I do, I do it. I, I did it on my Les Pauls. I think it's just like it's something I start. I saw in like some older photos of like old like um, vintage Les Pauls, and I was like, kind of like curious about like why would you do that? Um, 
the real reason like why you do it like with like a uh typical just like tunematic bridge and then tailpiece the reason why you do it is it creates extra length in the string mm-hmm. and it makes the string have a, just like slightly less tension mm-hmm. and so it, it makes it stuff like bending easier and it makes playing on it just like a little bit easier it's spanky so, that's the word that's like the weirdest <laughs> word to use for but like ah. when you play it you hear like this like hey i feel like i feel like I feel like spankiness is is just in the playing because, I mean, you can get spanky on anything, right? (laughs) But when when you were talking about like Haley about like playing an electric guitar and feeling the ease of playing it, since I play like electric guitar so often, right? I noticed that the same thing with acoustic guitars. It just the strings are always just well, not like it's like a terrible thing that they're heavy. It gives it a lot more resonance, Mm -hmm. but. They're heavy, and then it, it sometimes like I feel like if it's too much of a struggle to play on it, it like stifles like the encouragement to play mm-hmm. and write on something. Yeah, like, like the style is just completely different to me. Like, yeah, yeah, that GS Mini that you have is beautiful. I love that guitar. <clears throat> that both these guitars, I don't even think you've had to like change the strings that often or get. You've never taken it for a setup. Like I've changed the strings on it, but that's about it. And like, it sounds like. So, can we can we get Haley with a guitar in her hands and yeah, maybe uh, if you if you want um, to to show us like maybe some of the other stuff you've written you know inspired either by your your Taylor or by this this bad boy here. Sure. In hindsight, I don't think our guitars really look very similar at all. I mean, they, do. <laughs> they they say Gretsch on them. They say Gretsch, yeah. They have. That's really about bodies. it. I mean, I would say that they look yeah. similar. Hers has more knobs. Ugh. Yeah, get more knobs. <laughs> Honestly, okay, so the knobs aren't labeled. Okay, the knobs aren't labeled, and I was like, so what do they do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like, uh... that's fair. I feel <laughs> that. Yeah, what the what the hell? Isn't there like a knob like up here on on it or this something? One? Yeah, what does that one do? Oh, that's just so a... this is just the level it's like, just a master, master volume yeah. so you can oh, have two always tw- want to know you that. can have the two separate and then the master so like for something like this it's nice because it doesn't matter what pickup you're on it's just like a that's club it's really it's a- oh i didn't even know what my own knob was for Ca- captain yeah, do you guys you know like- sell it don't you <laughs> do you yeah know- but every time i play it i don't want to sell it. have you seen those um new sgs with by kirk douglas who like plays in the roots like it's uh, like a three pickup, pickup SG. Thing. Yeah, yeah. He has like he has a very sneaky like master volume on the pick pick guard. And I thought it was brilliant. Ooh. And I thought it was like so brilliant, but now like I'm hearing that like Gretsch has been doing this, like just put the master volume here and we're all happy. <laughs> so I, it that's makes me cool. jealous of your guitar. That's, oh, that's really smart. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, that's that's such an interesting placement too, because I would have not thought about that. Well, it's like, oh, so yeah. when you're playing different guitars, right? Like one thing I really like about like a Strat is this, the where the volume is placed. I think it works better when I have like game. Because like a lot of players use the volume to make it more aggressive with a gain or huh. less aggressive with a gain. So mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that's why one of the reasons I really like playing a strat like over time but with like your gretch you have two uh pickups so when like i play my les paul i you i'll sometimes just turn down the volume on one pickup to switch 
and like kind of like kind of have a boost between two pickups. But that's just more technical jargon. Sorry. No, that's no, no, no. That's really cool. Like, and again, like I know none of this, so like all the things you're saying, I'm like, oh, that's how they make that sound. You definitely play. <laughs> you definitely play down some of what you know. Like you definitely. <clears throat> you you you'll you've definitely experimented with stuff on what she she's been in the axe effects blocks no thank no. god get a fender this, this preset is called get... clean demos so <laughs> that is funny though because like everybody thinks like my music name is i'm demoing music um, i don't i didn't think that i just thought it was like i didn't know if that was like your real last name or if it's just like a cool like moniker that you wanted to use i was like all right i'm i'm down for it i mean i wanted it i wanted to use it because i was like yo this is actually perfect for music because i'm demoing music but then also it's my last name demos which is perfect so i was like why not i think it's just use my real name but yeah um so what's some of the stuff that's been you've been been inspired to write on this this guitar oh gosh uh this one in particular like i feel like i really i feel like i really write a different style i was like looking through my uh my different uh so like, i have you, you've I probably been writing stuff of like it's actually been a minute <laughs> is that something you've no. been writing <laughs> no oh okay okay so horrible no but i thought it was i thought it was really good i know i liked the the example of like kind of so is this like kind of how, how would you characterize this against how i've written before on like the acoustic it, it, yeah so like uh i feel like this just allows me to move around a lot more um use i guess chords to kind of lead into other chords like i can experiment mm-hmm. with like and that's something I've been looking up more is like if I have a chord looking up like just different versions of it, like the really weird, like minor seven minor, like flat sharp. seven, flat five. Yeah. Like just the unusual sounding ones um, to see. Have you seen that fits. like chord matrix thing that like, or not matrix, but like chord diagram where like the, the like point from like different chords Mm -hmm. like like to you can go like from like some weird like just a minor seven and it's like okay from this minor seven you can go to this minor sus 67 chord (laughs) like it just so yeah like like, i will sometimes look those up but what i think is even more interesting and like and so like sometimes i think that if i just took theory like i i would write in a more boring style and I think if I was more comfortable in theory, I could give myself better direction in a lot of ways. Like I'll come ask you for direction on like, Oh, I want it to go to like, "Eh, eh," and I'll like sing the note that I'm trying to go to. I'm like, what's that chord? I actually know theory (laughs) cats out of the bag. (laughs) A heck of a lot better than I do on guitar. I could, I could talk like vocal stuff all day. Guitar. I'm not as apt in. I, 
talk about it in shapes, but like, I mean, when I'm, when I'm playing, like you're talking to guitarists, like at our core, we, we think in shapes. That's No, it's like numbers, like tabs. It, it, yeah. It's, it's, it's like the beauty of like, you know, I always like getting in arguments with like pianists because like obviously like so much music is um, kind of derived from the piano, especially now. Like even when you get into digital music, you don't have like a, a guitar fretboard. That's not what you pull up in like Logic or Pro Tools when you're using a software in- instrument. You pull up a keyboard. Jam and true. so true. Jamstick. <laughs> Jamstick. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But like everything from like a minor chord to like a major scale that's a shape that isn't that isn't like oh i'm playing these notes on the keys like the more i've learned like i think about the intervals and everything yeah i i I understand the intervals between notes but i still think in shapes all the time so that's really interesting yeah when i think of your song i just think of this shape this shape this shape this shape this shape and i'm like blocks and i'm just like oh that's the song yeah, because like when I play leg. when I play piano, I definitely don't really think of shapes because there's just too many keys. Yeah, it'd be like trying to think of a shape for an entire solo. I feel like maybe. And I think why the piano and guitar are very appealing instruments. Like I played saxophone and clarinet, and one of the things I liked about guitar and piano is that you can play multiple notes you can like chords you can play a melody and a rhythm you can play yeah. and like a guitar lends that with like those that's why they're both like very, when you think of shapes and stuff like that you're not just led only doing single note scales and stuff you can you can play a shape here and you can do a shape on this end but then you do a like thing on here and the same with guitar with like you know it's <clears throat> it's not everything's not about the accuracy and the the you know, it's just about emotion sometimes. Like when Zach was telling mm-hmm. me about vibrato, it's like you can't just play the like a piano. You can press the note, yep, and the note's gonna come out. Whereas like that vibrato thing, it's like you gotta do the doorknob thing, and that's yeah. really confusing. And like it, it's, it's hard. Yeah, that is something that I thought was really interesting on guitar is that you could emulate a voice almost more so than a piano because you can include vibrato in in its own way. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I did not have that when I played piano. Like, it was just, you play the note, this is the true note. Even Mm -hmm. though it's a stringed instrument, I mean, you just tune it in advance, but, like, that's what I find found so different and interesting and kind of appealing. The intervals are tuned to Western intervals, too. Mm -hmm. So, like, a lot of Eastern music, like, in the Indian music, Chinese music stuff, will use tones that are in between, which, like, if you play a fretless guitar or fretless stringed instrument and stuff you would you can bend which is yeah. vo- no, vo- a voice doesn't just go ah ah it goes like ah like yeah, and like like when i played yeah. violin like it didn't have frets we put yeah. tape on there to show you where the fret was Violin's so hard Fuck but that. it was like it was really interesting it was really hard to make that but it was cool to be able to play in between mm-hmm I want, to, yeah. I want to get a, like a fretless guitar. Your, 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 your conductor did not think it was cool when you are playing it. <laughs> middle school conductors people. are the most, like, I feel like that's such a, like... It's hard. Tough. Like, that job is a sacrifice that you're making. <laughs> like, that's... that's your, like, your, your department's under budget. <laughs> depends on how... If you take it, like, you're trying to win Allstate, maybe, but, like, 
Just I don't know. Having the opportunity to teach kids music and get them accustomed to it. Like you pick up that a sounds recorder, like a nightmare. you can yeah, play it. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it'd be that bad. I'm teaching kidding. a bunch of because those are my those are my fun times. That like you didn't get the the more particular about like oh it needs to sound this way or you're you're trying to achieve this very specific tone. It's like let's just sing. You had a good or, teacher then. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> not my sixth and seventh grade band teacher. I, I feel like I feel like my my orchestra teachers were nice to me playing violin. I think my orchestra teacher was sad. Like my again. Just following in my brother's footsteps. My brother played violin and he like kind of stuck with it. Like I think all up into high school and everything. Well, I, at that point in time, like my second or third year playing violin, I started playing guitar and I stopped giving a shit about violin. <laughs> it's <laughs> it hard. Like, it is. I can't do, I can't do a violin vibrato. Like I just can't wiggle my, like, I think it's cause I learned, I, we talked about this before. I learned it on guitar first. That like the very weight different is the weight. Oh, talking about the weight of the guitar just like helps you make that vibrato possible. What? Yeah, it's it's so hard because like even like so on a guitar you can just play a note. I mean, you have to press down, but the frets aid you. In yeah. violin, like you try to play a note, and for the first couple of months, you go. Like it's not, and you're you want to give up because you're just like, am I ever gonna make a note that doesn't screech? And your method of like, like with a guitar too, like you don't have to use a pick. You can use a your fingers and and do finger style. Whereas like violin, you're very limited with finger style to pizzicato. Versus like a guitar, you can still strum. You can still have dynamics with the pick. You can have, you could use a. Your fingers, you could use uh, Jimmy Page and do a violin bow, and yeah. like you could do. I feel like that's what's beautiful about the guitar is it's so versatile and it's it's evolved over time. That like all four of us have different styles and approaches to it, and we all sit here like kind of being like, "Oh, how do you do it?" It's like, yeah, yeah. I think it's time to wrap up here, guys. Thank you so much, Haley. Uh, it's been really great talking to you. Um, you know, as a person that that sings and plays guitar, I I really enjoy just talking about kind of that the the that bridge between the two, um, because I know a lot I mean, a lot of players sing and play. You know, and and to your point, not only on stage but just at home, just for fun, just to relax, and just to really you know, I guess like enjoy life to the fullest. So uh, thank you, thank you for for uh, all the the discussion and talk about the guitar and singing and everything. Um, so I'll, I'll leave it to you to um, play us out. But first, please follow Haley Demo's uh, music on Instagram and check out her her song. Say your truth. Sorry, I'm so bad. Speak your truth. That's okay. Speak your truth. Damn. You, you just got to okay. speak your truth, and that was that's what you thought it was. So that's that's fine. <laughs> but it was wrong. <laughs> but it was, it wrong. was your truth. Now Shame. back. Shame. Now, <laughs> now we go back to the strict choral <laughs> singing. Only operatic singing and only chugging. <laughs> that would be a cool way to play us out. It's just like, oh, Fortuna. <laughs> I can hear your thoughts and emotions laying through the strings. It's in my music. 
reach past your eardrums Add a touch of color to your soul oh.